0: Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. We have been studying the book of Daniel. Now I want you to know that uh, uh, I'm not just spending time with the book of Daniel to count the years on his prophecy that Jesus would come. I'm interested in the heart of Daniel interest in his uh, demeanor, interest in his uh, ability to see himself under a hostile king. And many of them were, uh, and yet serving God in a very difficult situation. I'm looking for the way he responds to the angel Gabriel that comes from God to help him with understanding the vision. And I'm, oh, I'm, I'm interested on chapter 9 on, the, on his prayer. Uh, and if you read the prayer, it says, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication. And as you know, prayer and supplication are two different modes of prayer. Prayer is uh, uh, asking, seeking, and knocking. Supplication is insisting crying out before the lord and uh i'm doing that a lot these days in order for you to strengthen us and to continue to bless this ministry and uh, this is a good opportunity to let you know that uh we're about to close the year 2021 and and RBM, and uh and we have uh, been blessed abundantly i was going to add uh to you the uh the number of meals that we have given to the poor uh, in 2021, which is really 3,500 meals times 12. And that's 42,000 meals that we have given to the poor with your money. You paid for it. When you write a check to RBM Brazil account, it translates into... uh, Food and ministry and baptism and healing. And uh, and of course these days we are deeply involved with uh, 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 blessing those who don't have any eyeglasses. And the babies and the mothers expecting babies on the hill. And Kathy has close to 40 of these uh, women that have received from us uh, milk for the babies and all that goes with it. So... Just before we finish the year now, just let me thank you for doing that, for blessing. Because when you bless RBM, this is where the money goes. Uh, I want you to know that it doesn't go to me. Uh, you need to know that. I don't take this money and spend uh, uh, on personal things. All the money that comes into the ministry, we, 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 we give to where it's supposed to go. Amen. Okay. And so the prayer of Daniel, is really a very beautiful prayer. And I prayed unto God, my the Lord my God, and made my confession and said, O Lord, great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant in mercy to them who love you and to them who keep his commandment. And of course, chapter 9 is a very important chapter because this prayer goes from about uh, 19 verses. And uh, he says, And he he has confirmed his work which he spoke against us and against our judges who judge us by bringing upon us a great evil for under the whole heaven has not been done as has been done upon Jerusalem. As you know, Nebuchadnezzar went to Jerusalem and destroyed everything and took the people captive. And one of the boys was a 16-year-old boy. Uh, His name was... uh, 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 his name was uh, Daniel and Daniel uh, then began having visions from God the first one was uh, a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had remember the statue representing the the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire and the Roman Empire and then of course you move toward the the Medo-Persians and in Medes in, in, uh, in, uh, became, the, the Medo-Persian empire took over the Babylon empire by a miracle. Where the gates of a river that goes right through Babylon uh, were not closed that night. And they came in, diverted the water and came into the riverbed. And then you have uh, a dream. And of course uh, it was an interesting dream that Daniel had as a vision that really was something he saw two animals And of course it was a, a, a goat and a ram And the goat symbolized the swift manner of Alexander the Great As the Grecian Empire came in And in 13 years took over all the land And of course <laughs> then you have, you have the Roman Empire And you, you know all about that so, so Daniel is involved in this These, these dreams, these visions And He is now trying to relate to you, to say to us something about the coming of our Lord. And so on verse 20 of chapter 9, it begins Him giving us all of these uh, uh, visions. It says, And while I was speaking and praying, now notice this, it's kind of a, it doesn't Means something here, but it does mean something. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of the people of Israel, you know, it's kind of hard to, to fight sin in Daniel, but you know, he's doing that. And so you, you begin to see the heart of Daniel. You know, he's confessing his sin now, give the man a break. And in saying, in presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. He's talking about supplicating for the city of Jerusalem. You know, Jerusalem is, the, is uh, uh, it's where Mount Zion is. And when you see the temple walls, just outside of the temple walls as you go down to the city of David, that is Mount Zion. That is where the beautiful city of God will come down and rest upon Mount Zion and we go with Jesus forever into eternal life. That's called heaven will come down at Mount Zion. Okay? Heaven came down. Da, 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 da. And so uh He's talking about that. He's referring to that. He's saying, and presenting my supplication before God our Lord for for the holy mountain of God. And so he has declared here uh, that uh Jerusalem is called by God's name. It has been chosen by God as the city of God. So as as Jerusalem goes, so goes the world. That is why we are returning to Jerusalem, uh, March somewhere, March next year, 17th to the 20th to the 30th or 29th, and we have a group going uh, to Israel because. We want to see the same things we saw before and see more things we haven't seen in order to prepare us that when we get back there ah, after the millennium, uh, you won't feel as a stranger. And so, uh, Eternal City. So while I was speaking in prayer, meaning that during the prayer, God already began moving. That's what I was trying to tell you. that, That He began to pray. And I think when you look at the prayer, that's 19 verses. That's a... That's a prayer. Supplication is, is continuous, okay? And as he continues to pray, uh, God began to reveal to him uh, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly. So he is, he is praying. And suddenly, a man flying away, shoo, passed by. And stopped in front of him. That's how angels do. They fly fast. And touch me about the time of the evening oblation. So the prayer lasts a long time because oblation it's about 3 p.m. You begin to pray at eight o'clock in the morning. By three o'clock, you know uh, it's uh, six hours. And he as he as he uh, continued to pray. God sends a translator, send an angel. And uh, the the angel had to do with several things. He had to prepare Daniel to hear what uh, was about to be said. You see, we always think of Daniel as someone very special because he was a young man that was captive by the Babylonians and and stayed stayed in Jerusalem, stayed there until he died. So God called him to to, to prophesy these things of the future. I'm not interested as much as counting the days when the prophecy is in power. I'm I'm interested in how, how God deals with us. How God deals with us in time of trouble, in time of need. Now you he probably say, "Well, He sent Gabriel to talk to Mary about the baby Jesus, and He sent Gabriel to talk. He sent Gabriel to talk to Zachariah about uh, the, the birth of John the Baptist. So why not send Daniel? You know, uh, uh, to see, uh, to send the angel Gabriel to talk to Daniel and to encourage him. Why did angel Gabriel came? Because that's a lot. What what, what I'm going to read to you today, it's not confusing, okay? But it is a lot. It's a lot of things. Uh, Let me give you an example about that. Uh, I was in a church not too long ago, and and a a preacher that uh, is a dear friend, and uh, uh, he uh, got to the pulpit area, the chancel area, the altar area, and he began to speak in tongues. Well, you know, I've been in that church now for about uh, 10, 15, 20 years with, and going to his church because he's a dear friend. And I never seen him speak in tongues in public. Not not, not that way. But he did. And let me tell you this. When he said it, it was as if I was listening to... Uh, I was listening to, to the words in, in, in Portuguese. And so as soon as he finishes, I just began talking. And I translated everything he said. Well, that's not the situation here. The situation that after I translated that, my legs gave away. I began to cry. I couldn't stop crying. So I found the first usher that I could and gave him a hug and held him tight. So I could get my legs back. And I was crying, crying tears. I mean, I was just sobbing, crying, and crying, and crying, and crying. And, and this man that I barely know grabbed me and held me for about five minutes. And I was able to get to my car and come home. What happened to me? Just to be in the presence of God and to hear a word from God to the church uh, uh, took my strength. It took my my legs. It took my my emotions. I was shaken all over the place. So that is why Gabriel came, because Daniel was having twice as much time. This is a Gabriel, the angel, <laughs> the mighty angel of the Lord that stood uh, uh, in history as as the comforter, the strength. You see, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament wasn't yet given. And so now our Comforter is the Holy Spirit. So, but in the Old Testament, God used angels to comfort us. Daniel 7.10 says, In the presence of God are myriads upon myriads, a hundred million angels at any moment standing before God. And the Bible says that God uh, give angels charge over us. Charge means we're covered. We're taken care of. We're, we're, we, are, we are actually being uh, watched over. And so when I'm by myself, when I am praying by myself, I know that there's a presence in, in my room, in my the place where I am, watching over me, caring for me. Oh, now in these days who are uh, difficult days in my life, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm covered. A, and I tell you, I want you to know that God has an angel covering over you when you are in his presence or you are afflicted of some kind if you are tired if you are nervous if you are angry bitter resentful if you are struggling with the finances whatever it is the problem that you have God is right there Amen Okay. and he informed me and talked with me (laughs) now you probably say well that, that's, that's not a problem you're talking about angel Gabriel you're talking about one of the most powerful archangels in the Bible standing about ten, three feet from you and talking to you so that is <laughs> that is just uh, just a very difficult situation for Daniel and in, 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 in said oh Daniel now I don't know what oh Daniel means but when I, when I go to see the Georgia Bulldogs play, I say, Oh, Georgia! Go, Georgia! Right? Oh, Daniel, I, I am now come forth to give you skill and understanding. Now, these are two things. Skill is knowing how to do something. Understanding is what to do with the, the skill. So they're t- totally different words. I'm not only going to give you a way to understand, to, to have the skill to deal with it, to have the manner, the mind, the intelligence, the IQ to be able to work this out, but I'm going to make you understand what you're going to work it out. You see, you see. So there are two things. Why this is important? Because <laughs> you're going to need some skill <laughs> and understanding to comprehend me. <laughs> In other words, in other words, you're going to have to sort of have patience with me. Cuz I'm reading the Bible to tell you what it is. This is chapter 9 of Daniel. That's when the whole thing just begins. And so, it says it says this. This is talking about the future of Israel and the last day events, the coming of Christ, the death, resurrection, ascension, and the millennium and the coming of Jerusalem into Mount Zion eternity mm. Mm. at the beginning of your supplication this is Daniel talking at the beginning of your supplication the commandment came forth let's talk about this you telling me that when he began to pray God <laughs> already did it you see <laughs> that's, that's really interesting You you, you pray, 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 pray for the Lord to answer. But in this case, when he began to pray, God said, okay, take care, Daniel, go over there and do it. Why is that the case? We always think that when we pray, we wait for the Lord to answer. But God is really, really, really on time and fast. This is important to the Lord. So why did God answer when He started to pray? Because He knew He was going to pray. He checked his heart. Now that's it's why I like the book of Daniel. If if God looked around and said, "Call Gabriel, send him there," Shhh, flew through heaven from heaven all the way to Babylon in a matter of seconds. How how do you uh, actually see this man? What I suggest you to do, and I suggest you to understand, is that God knew the heart of Daniel. And that's what really scares me. Because you see, we have this idea that when we are great servants of the Lord, we can speak, we can teach, we can preach, we can disciple, we can minister. God has given me the ability and the physical strength to last a long time to serve Him. God has given me health like I've never dreamed a man could have. God has given me finances in order to take care of the kingdom. God has forgiven my sins. So what is it that made Him to do what He did? Number number one, I'm under prophecy. And number two, I love the Lord Jesus. I mean, I really love the Lord Jesus. I really want to obey God and do what He called me to do. I really have a heart for His things, for His church, for His money, for His people. And so, that is why God answered the prayer of Daniel before he started talking. It says, At the beginning of your supplications, the commandment came forth. And I come to show you, for you are greatly beloved. Now you're you're listening. You are greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. And so the prophecy here is not something to sort of uh, uh, entertain Daniel. God sent his number one angel to explain to Daniel what he's about to see. And so when you go to verse 24, He begins. Now I'm going to read the whole verse. Okay? Because when you read the whole verse, you are able then to see exactly what God is saying. Seventy weeks are determined upon your people and upon your holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity And to bring everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and the prophecy, and to anoint the most holy city. Okay. Now, these are uh, several things here. And it's talking about six of them, isn't it? So we got to slow down a little bit now, and to look at this very slow, because uh, I'm not Gabriel. And the Bible, the Holy Spirit is teaching me how to tell you. So, number one, let's take a look. Number one, let's take a look. Seven weeks are determined upon your people. That 70 weeks times seven is 490. Which means 409 years. is the period of time has to do with your people in your holy city. Referring to the Jews in Jerusalem. Meaning that in a certain amount of time, according to the clock, into the calendar of the Babylonians, God is saying in that specific amount of days, uh, uh, something is going to happen in your holy city, Jerusalem. That's how you, you refer to that. Now to make, let me take a look then, and so let me begin to finish the transgression finish the transgression meaning the second coming of Christ acceptance of Him as the Savior and finish the transgression meaning complete when Jesus died on the cross He said it is finished so so when when Jesus dies the transgression is finished and He is now to be resurrected then it says to make reconciliation reconciliation is the atonement because when died jesus died on the cross he died for our sins he shed his blood on the cross and uh, and and that means that if you put your trust in jesus your sins are forgiven if that's not true close that turn off this camera and let's go home and go see the georgia bulldog and drink beer in other words, if this is not true, we're wasting our time down here. You and I are wasting. But it's true. If you confess your sins, He's just and faithful to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If confession is not any good, then he's, he, he died in vain. But, but it is true. It is true. Confession is true. So And so, to finish the transgression and to, and to, and to make reconciliation for iniquity... Israel will not only accept Jesus Christ at the second coming and will also accept what he did on the cross of Calvary one can well imagine this moment for they are all uh, they are the ones who crucified the Lord Jesus the Jewish people crucified the Lord Jesus but there will come a day when so He's saying this go back 70 weeks are determined upon your people and upon your holy city we are not talking about anything to do with, uh, uh, with the Babylon anymore. We're talking about what God is going to do in the end times. Uh, meaning, to finish the transgression, to make the end of sins. Uh, isn't that beautiful? To make the end of sins. because When Jesus died on the cross and resurrected from the dead, our sins are forgiven through Him. And then it says, make reconciliation for iniquity. Oh, now that it is really going to have to do that, and to bring an everlasting righteousness. What is what is everlasting righteousness? That's when the that's when the holy city comes upon Mount Zion. You know, and uh, and we all of us that been a thousand years with Jesus in the millennium, the millennium will be really in Jerusalem. Okay, Jesus will be on the on the throne, and. Uh, 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 by the way, Ezekiel had a vision of that of that throne and that and that temple, which is a beautiful vision that he had. I hope that uh, the people in Israel are paying attention to the vision of Israel they are. and of course it says to anoint the most holy it is the building uh, the millennium building that I'm referring to and of course uh, I think that's uh if I'm not mistaken. That's in Ezekiel chapter 40 through chapter 48. There are eight chapters that describe the temple in Jerusalem during the millennium. Which is, someday we'll study that. But I don't want to go there. I, I just want to finish this a little bit. Chapter 9 is important. Okay. And then it says, Know there, therefore and understand. That's that's that's. Gabriel talking to Daniel. Know and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks. Three scores and two weeks. Now that's seven weeks. Three scores and seven weeks is a little different. Seven weeks is 49 years. Uh, three scores in two weeks is 434 years, which a total of 483 years. That from the going forth, uh, the commandment to restore and rebuild the city and begin of this 490 years that will come uh, uh, bringing, bringing all of this to 483 years or 490 years. The idea of the numbers is just not as important. What is important here is that there is a clock ticking now. Because, you see, Jesus has spent 2,000 years that the Lord has risen and gone to heaven. The, age, the church age is now what we're experiencing. And as you look at the events of the world, the events of the times, the events of the nations aligning itself in the Middle East, and, and what has happened uh, uh, already with the establishment of the 1948 of Israel uh, as a nation, having a capital in Jerusalem. And you remember that President Trump brought uh, 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 the uh, the offices, the embassy uh, uh, of, of the United States from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which is historically uh, sealing. Because you see, Jerusalem is the city of God. Jerusalem is the place where you got to be there when the new Jerusalem comes from heaven at 1201 after the thousand years of the millennium you got to be in Jerusalem if you don't want to that's why we go over there we go over there to sort of get a hold of the terrain (laughs) we got to go over there to eat uh, hummus (laughs) and (laughs) And to be baptized in the River Jordan and to, uh, celebrate the coming of Jesus and all that you see happening in these last days, especially, uh, what's happening, uh, uh, with President Trump and the, and the, and the embassy being moved to Jerusalem, you're going to see that, uh, we're coming to a place in which God is going to, Jesus is going to return to earth and take his church. There is a revival coming in America. There is a revival coming in in Brazil. It's already there. Revival in Brazil is astronomical. 40% of evangelicals out of 300 million people prophesy Jesus is Lord, come Holy Spirit. You're talking about churches having a set of drums. When a church has a set of drums, the kingdom has come. (laughs) And And so, I'm just saying to you, that there will be a time of uh, the Great Tribulation, I think it divides divides uh the period into three and a half years here and then three and a half years there uh, in tribulation time. And then it says, and after three scores and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. That's verse twenty six. What do you mean the Messiah be cut off? Jesus will be crucified. Not for himself. That is God speaking to Daniel. That's not Daniel prophesying. That is the angel of God speaking to Daniel. And after three scores, two weeks, shall the Messiah be cut off. And not for himself. He will die for the sins of the world. Not for himself. And the people of the prince shall come, shall come, shall destroy the city in the sanctuary. Who are these? The Romans. They will come and destroy. They did destroy the Solomon's temple. They did brought it to, you know, it wasn't destroyed in year 70 after Christ. It was totally, completely destroyed on the year 135 after Christ. The Roman army just destroyed the city of Jerusalem to no pop. All that's left now, if you go to Jerusalem, is the walls. And, and, of course, the Wailing Wall is the closest thing you can have to the Holy of Holies. About uh, I'd say about a hundred meters, a hundred feet. So when we visit the inside of the base of the walls in Jerusalem, there's a tour that takes us to pass by a, a lot of dirt. You know, they didn't put cement there. There's dirt, and in there was the holy of holies, where the ark of the covenant was. And so these trips sort of uh, strengthen us and build us up to continue. And, and it says. In the end, therefore, shall be with the flood, and unto the end of the war, desolation is determined. After two scores and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. Give us the exact time, even the very year, that the Messiah would be crucified. The words cut off refers to crucifixion. That's what these numbers mean. Not for himself refers to Jesus died in, uh, uh, for making and taking upon himself the penalty for mankind. In other words, he did not die for the crimes he had committed, but rather for the crimes mankind had committed. And the people and the princes shall come, destroy the city and the sanctuary, refers to the Roman army. And I just finished talking to you about that. However, the prince, he is used as actually refers to the Antichrist. And I want to spend some time with the Antichrist, but I want to get through this a little bit, because chapter uh, chapter 9 is that important and uh, who has not yet come yet he will come from among the ten kings yet to be formed inside of the old Roman Empire territory and of course the Roman Empire per se left over today is taken by a number of nations and we're going to talk about these nations because this verse chapter twenty. Chapter 9, verse 26, is saying the Antichrist, now, who is saying this? God is. Through whom? Through Gabriel. Who is Gabriel? The archangel of the Lord. Who is, who is receiving the prophecy? Daniel is. So, this is a serious thing. God is saying that the Antichrist will come of the same territory the Roman army occupied. Uh, uh, uh. and of course that's a, that's a serious thing you don't, you, you don't, you don't want just uh, to sort of uh, be nice to anybody right now if God says this it means that an antichrist will come out of that territory and then let's go to the last verse it's chapter, chapter 9 verse 27 it's a little better verse of scripture it's not as difficult it says and he shall confirm the covenant many with many for weak and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. And he shall confirm, refers to the Antichrist. The phrase, in the midst of the week over here, refers to three and a half years in which that time the Antichrist will show his true colors and stop the sacrifices in the newly built temple he will come in the first thing the Antichrist will do in the time of uh, 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 seven years which is talking about uh, preceding uh, the beginning of the, the, the thousand years of the millennium is that he will stop the sacrifices being taken, the oblations, the offerings to cease. That's the first thing that Christ will do. At that time, he will actually invade Israel with her suffering, her first defeat, her formation as a nation in four in 1948, uh, time, It was not nineteen forty eight when it was formed as a state. The next time. That Israel will lose a battle is when the Antichrist comes in, and they and they believed in him. They will believe in him, but don't 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 panic. They will come back to Jesus, even until the consummation. What does he mean? It means until the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation period. So it's up two and a half years. That's nothing in the eyes God's eyes. God would in that determine shall be poured upon the desolate refers to all the prophets being fulfilled regarding the great suffering that Israel will go through the last two and a half years of the great tribulations Matthew 24, 21, 22 now I know this is sort of a too much for a morning Bible study and you're probably sitting there saying oh Rick please I had enough oh my goodness I understand but what I'm saying to you is that the last two and a half years that this world will exist is when Israel is brought to to comply us. They will come. Because you see. Jesus will come from heaven. His feet will touch the Mount of Olives. The earth will split. He will come into the eastern gate. And right there. Okay. Right there. Armageddon. Which is millions of soldiers and weapons are trying to destroy Israel. Uh, by the way. Armageddon is going to be won. One by the breath of God Jesus will breathe from his breath and Armageddon will be brought to nothing and he looks to a bunch of people there in the, in the in Israel is, Jerusalem is divided into four areas uh, it's the Arab the Jewish then what? the Armenians and the Christians they will be in their sector of the city divided into four which is the Jewish quarters and the leftover, and, and they will bow down in the presence of Jesus I want you to know that you can bow down now in the presence of Jesus and ask Him to fill your life so this is a message that simply says this is the way the whole thing will terminate millennium begins at the last minute and for a thousand years, you're going to be in Jerusalem with the Lord Jesus. And He'll be in the temple. And some of you will be in charge of different countries and different areas of the world. And uh, God will use you for His glory. And I'll be flying everywhere doing evangelism and ministry for the people. And, uh, and RBM will continue. Amen? Hallelujah. We'll continue. We'll be, I'll be there. I'll be flying with the Lord Jesus. I don't know where you will be, but I'm going to be with the Lord Jesus in Jerusalem, don't you? God bless you this morning. we hey.